Hi, I'm Jason. And I'm Scott. Welcome to Skip Don Shuffle, a podcast where we delve into an overlooked song by a popular artist. Today we're going to talk about Why Wait by Shakira off her 2009 album, She Wool. Might be some skipped on shuffle listeners a little curious as to why we're we're covering a Shakira song, considering that you know so far in our uh, episodes we haven't really gone too far into uh, you know pop territory as much as as Shakira is. Um, but I think that what most people don't really quite understand is how huge Shakira really is. I mean, we, we're, we're American and uh, a lot of our listeners are, are, are probably also uh, living in the United States. And we probably think of Shakira as being a notable female singer, uh, you know, of, of some acclaim. But a pop what, star, yeah, yeah, a pop star. But 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 what we don't quite understand is is just how huge Shakira is around the world. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I, at first, I thought you were just going to blame me for why we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's funny to to think about if someone was to ask you, you know, name some of the biggest you know musical artists in the world, um, even female mu- musical artists. I don't know how many of us would mention Shakira in that initial list we'd probably you know Taylor Swift Lady Gaga uh, Madonna you know those kinds those would be kind of the first names I would think of Um, and yeah I mean I think even doing the research of the I I don't I don't even think I realized how big Shakira was neither did I we were we were doing research and we were like we were seeing some stats we were like what like that, like, like this is like, it's just, it kind of blew us away how, how huge Shakira is. So even if you maybe are thinking to yourself like, oh, I skipped on shuffle doing a Shakira song. Like, like just come away from this being like, wow, Shakira is way bigger and way more popular than I ever thought she was. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is uh, attributable to the fact that, you know, some of some of those stars I mentioned, someone like Taylor Swift, you know, when she goes on tour, she'll tour probably twice as much, you know, do twice as many dates in the United States as anywhere else in the world, as opposed to Shakira is famous all around the world, all over the place. So she'll actually play more dates in Europe or Latin America than she will um, playing for fans in the United States. Um, so that's, that's kind of an interesting point to remember throughout this episode is kind of that split between audiences where, you know, on the one hand, she's um, super famous for the English-speaking world um, and especially, you know, in the United States. But she has this whole other life outside of that, um, especially, you know, she comes from Colombia, so especially in South America and a lot of Spanish-speaking countries. Um, she's just, you know, a huge star. Baby, come home. Your 
So Shakira grew up in Colombia. Um, she has a, a, a lot of different cultural influences. Her father's Lebanese. Uh, her mother's Spanish. Um, they uh, kind of introduce her to um, all, all these different things. Um, so she she has, you know, Middle Eastern influences. Um, go, like, it's just kind of all over the place. Like, very multicultural upbringing. Um, so that really influences the thing that things that she's interested in um, and her musical taste. Um, so from a very young age, she tries to be a performer and actually signs a record contract at the age of 13, which is just crazy That's to think crazy. about. Yeah, yeah right. Um, so she records an album when she's 13. Um, she's signed by uh, Sony Music, um, puts out the album, doesn't really do anything and what i mean doesn't really do anything i mean you know like probably Done. friends and family bought it and that, was, <laughs> and that was it um so the the record company obviously is like kind of disappointed so they try to get her to to record another album so she does that album um and, and again it doesn't really do much and doesn't really go anywhere um so it really isn't until um her third album in 1995 which i'm not going to try to pronounce because i'm not a spanish speaker um it's actually funny my wife teaches spanish so that makes it like even more because i know she'll listen to this episode and if i mispronounce something i'll never i'll never hear the end of it um so to, so to avoid any embarrassment or just i don't know accidentally insulting anyone. yeah totally yeah, yeah. i mean we might mispronounce a word and, and make a make a fool of ourselves yeah, yeah, so but, we'll just we'll just we'll just say 1995's third album that shakira yeah, yeah. put out that's that's what we're gonna say. <laughs> so um, she she starts to um, kind of find this like folk pop rock kind of style um, that that really um, connects with people, and she starts to to really gain some um, success and starts to kind of try to cross over into the English speaking world. Um, so she doesn't know English, so she um, is basically kind of trying to teach herself English. Um, she has said that she studied a lot of like Bob Dylan lyrics and sat with, I think like a dictionary and thesaurus kind of, you know, looking up words. Um, and she also got help from Gloria Stefan, uh, another famous, um, Spanish singer. Um, so she's working on, um, an album for quite a while. I think she worked on it for, for well over a year. Um, and that probably is the first time you've heard of Shakira, which was 2001's Laundry Service. Um, that album was big. Um, she made all kinds of music videos, uh, probably most famously, whenever, wherever. that song there's underneath your clothes there's there's all kinds of hits on here and uh i remember even when this came out like even even some of the hearing some of the spanish songs on the radio so even though this was a crossover album to to put more predominantly english-speaking songs there were some spanish songs on there and you know for for someone even not knowing the language they were you know this album is so enjoyable to to listen to Good girl, honey. 
laundry service was was huge. Uh, there were seven singles released from this record, and I mean that's that's a lot. Like uh, I mean the only the only album I can think of that had that many singles come from it was like Thriller by Michael Jackson. I mean like that's a lot of singles to come from one album, but that really gives you an idea of just how successful Laundry Service really was. And it kind of came out of nowhere. I mean like she before Laundry Service she had only released you know completely Spanish albums, you know where she only sings in Spanish, and uh, you know it this 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 success kind of came out of came out of the blue for her which you know is great um but after the success of laundry service she did a lot of touring and she you know a lot of promotion because you know she's all of a sudden this huge huge pop star uh she took some time to write her her, her follow-up um uh records which actually ended up being two records uh oral fixation volume one and oral fixation volume two uh both of which came out in 2005 and uh uh there was a mixture of uh, as with as with laundry, laundry service there were a mixture of, of English songs as well as Spanish songs and uh, the probably the biggest thing that you'll probably ever hear it from uh, Oral Fixation Volume 2 was her hit single Hips Don't Lie You probably didn't even have to play Hips Don't Lie because I'm sure you immediately started to hear it in your head. I mean, this this is, from from what we could find, this was supposedly the biggest single of the 2000s. The entire so, decade. So Hips Don't Lie was the biggest single of a decade. I mean, that's huge. Um. So yeah, I mean, the interesting part about Shakira is how she tries to, you know, find this balance between the, the Spanish-speaking world that she... Um, grew up in and and became a star in um, in the English speaking world. So the thing about the the oral fixation albums is one was marketed more towards the Spanish crowd, with a second one that had um, some English versions of songs. So these these are they're two kind of distinct albums. Um, and the reason I mention that is because when we get to the album that we're going to talk about today, 2009 She Wolf, um, that tries to kind of combine these things in one album where it's predominantly predominantly an English. Um, album, but then there's a couple of the the main hit tracks are in Spanish, kind of t- tacked on to the end. So it's been interesting, kind of looking at her career, how she tries to kind of um, balance those two worlds, which um, you know, dis- despite living in in kind of a, a global world, still feel like two separate, uh, kind of two separate commodities almost, um, especially for for the way her music is presented. Um, so we'll, we'll sort of stop there. She has a few other albums that come out after that. Um, she does a, a song for the World Cup, which I think was like the biggest World Cup song ever, which was Waka Waka. You're a good soldier, choosing your battles. Pick yourself up and dust yourself off and back in the saddle. You're on the front line, everyone's watching. You know it's serious, we're getting closer, this isn't over The pressure's on, you feel it But you got it all, believe it When you fuck it up, oh, oh if you fuck it up, oh, oh So, I mean, she's continued to tour, continue to come out with hits um, And she's still, you know, a, a huge 
pop star. I mean, we can't, <laughs> we kind of can't overstate that enough. Is yeah. just, you know, the, like, the, like, the magnitude. Like you have to, you have to, you have to accept that Shakira is in the, the same rankings as your, as your huge female pop stars, your, your Madonna's, your shares, your Celine Dion's, like all these, these household names. Um, if you were to rank their popularity in certain ways, not in always, uh, obviously Madonna's had such a much longer career than Shakira. So Madonna sold more records and done more things because of her just career is longer. So she's been able to do that. But in, in a lot of ways, just as far as like, you know, straight up popularity goes, Shakira is ranking up with these people, um, who are just, you know, monumentally famous. And, and, uh, it's, it's important to note that Shakira is also monumentally famous. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Skipped on Shuffle. Right about now, in most podcasts, you'd be hearing an ad for something, uh, but we are trying to keep Skipped on Shuffle ad-free, and the way we're going to be able to do that is through Patreon. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash skipped on shuffle. Any donations go to support the costs associated with running this podcast. Drowning in your Wolf came out in 2009 uh there was a four-year gap between the double set of albums oral fixation volume one and oral fixation volume two which both came out in 2005 so over those four years obviously shakira had to tour and promote and uh uh, you know, with the, with the oral fixation thing, uh, and you know, hips don't lie was so huge. She was probably, you know, doing all sorts of things and super famous woman. Uh, and then she's got to, you know, she's got to, she's got to figure out like, what do I do now? Like, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a huge problem. I mean, obviously that's a problem that, that pretty much every musician wants to have. Like every musician wants to be like, my album was so successful. How do I make another album afterwards? Like, that's a problem that everyone wants to have, but it's still a problem. And, uh, so I can only imagine Shakira, like being like, what am I going to do? Like hips don't lie is literally the biggest selling single of the decade how am i going to top that so with she wolf she uh she very intentionally decided that she wanted to make a record that sort of brought that kind of club vibe that hips don't lie started out and and make like a whole record around it but uh she's not really the kind of artist who likes to pigeonhole herself into one specific thing so uh she wolf ends up being like this like party club dance record with a lot of electronics and big beats and stuff like that to like you know play in the club and get people's booties shaken and all that but um but very different because shakira is very different so yeah, I mean, there there's still those. Uh, I'd mentioned all those different influences of her parents, and and obviously she's playing around the world and very interested in uh, music around the world. So it's this album is interesting to hear how she tries to kind of insert those. So there's a lot of weird like electric violin going on in the background, and and all kinds of um, stuff that you wouldn't expect to hear. And yeah, kind of like a. a bass and drum heavy kind of club track. So a lot of these little flourishes and, and things that I think 
make this album very unique and uh, very different to listen to than than yeah like your typical kind of club song. Yeah, I feel like I feel like she's taking a lot of risks. You know, um, something that's that's kind of uh, that's kind of a string throughout Shakira's career is that she's not she's not very afraid to take risks and to do things a little differently than everybody else. So you know, she she. You know, she could have just been like, oh, Hips Don't Lie was huge. Let's write a bunch of songs that sound just like Hips Don't Lie. And let's only focus on making big pop singles. And and that's it. Because that's, you know, that's what I just found a huge amount of success in. But uh, smartly, you know, she's like, no, we're going to we're going to do that. Like, we're going to try and make songs that sort of fit into that vibe now that I'm, you know, sort of known for being this person who writes this kind of material. But I'm not just going to rest on my laurels and just like, you know, churn out a bunch of Hips Don't Lie clones. She's like, no, we're going to bring in all this weird instrumentation we're going to get a bunch of different producers we're going to get creative and write some weird stuff and uh and this album is is weird like it's a it's a weird album it's not like any other straight up pop record you know that you can just pop on and sort of be like this is great everything on here is really straightforward and basic it's like no this is there's some weird stuff going on here So the song that we're covering today off of She-Wolf is Why Wait? And uh, it's impossible to talk about this song without talking about the production team uh, behind it, uh, which are referred to as the Neptunes, uh, one of which you you probably know, his, he's a household name, Pharrell Williams, and uh, his partner, Chad Hugo. Uh, they've had their, you know... They've produced a lot of huge hits for a lot of major artists, and they've also they've also got a band that they have on their own called uh, Nerd, uh, and they've had some hits with that. And they they they're the kind of production team that's in the background, and you might hear their name once in a while, but it's 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 impossible to 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 overemphasize how integral to pop music the Neptunes really are. Uh, just as a basic idea, um, the one of the bigger songs that they are produced is a song called Milkshake by Kellis. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard and they're like, it's better than yours, damn right, it's better than yours, I could teach you, but I have to charge. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard and they're like, it's better than yours, damn right, it's better than yours, I could teach you. Chances are you've heard th- that song a million times, and uh, you've probably also heard a little song called Toxic by Britney Spears. And now, after those string of hits from the Neptunes, we have this song, which is called Why Wait, which, you know, has a similar kind of vibe to those previous two songs. So really what Shakira is doing here is she's she's saying like, okay, like I want to bring in this production team and I want them to help me write this song and I want to create a pop song that has a similar vibe to things that they previously done and but give it that Shakira vibe to it you know some something add that Shakira element that's going to differentiate it from these other tunes that she that they've already done with other artists um but but 
after you've heard these clips and heard them all back to back, it's it's impossible to know not you know it's impossible not to admit that clearly for this particular version of the song, the Neptunes had a strong hand in in how this song actually sounds. One of the things that's interesting about this song, I mean, if you look at it lyrically, it's not a very complex song. It's basically you know we're we're dancing in the club, things are getting hot and sweaty, basically like you know. To, Take me home, or like you know, let's let's, let's do let's this. let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> um, so there's not a lot. To, lie. <laughs> so there's not a lot to to say as far as that goes. But one thing that's interesting is um, I had mentioned that there were some Spanish versions of the, of some of these tracks, and this is one of them. So años luz, which basically means light years, um, is the the Spanish equivalent of this track. Um, and that's just strange because, um, with the English version of why wait, uh, Pharrell is listed as a co-writer, but for the Spanish version, Jorge Drexler, um, who's a Uruguayan singer songwriter is credited as co-writer on the Spanish version. Um, so it's weird that there's, uh, it's for Shakira, not as simple as, well, I'll just sing the same lyrics that are in Spanish. Um, cause I mean, anybody who's done any kind of translating or read a translation knows that there's, um, a lot of differences that happen when you translate from any language to a different language. Um, but for Shakira, it's kind of interesting to think about considering, you know, here's someone who for a long time didn't know English is still trying to get used to English. And, um, despite having, you know, released laundry service, which has a lot of songs in English here, she is trying to do an album that with the exception of a few songs is entirely in English. So, um, some of those differences though, um, get really interesting. So for instance, um, there is this line that isn't in, um, the, the, the English version of why wait, which is raise the curtain camera action. Um, and, and another line, which is very, very funnily like, there's, there's no way to not laugh at those. <laughs> My zipper is not electrified. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those and, and, and it's it's important to point out because um, as a songwriter, Shakira is kind of known for these like weird, quirky turns of phrase where um, at least for me as like an English speaker, um, you know, I'm not really sure what to make of it. Like on the one hand, I think like, oh, that's kind of funny. That's kind of cute. Or uh, I'm just like, oh, that's kind of strange. Um, but it's something that's like a thread that's run through a lot of her um Spanish-speaking music and something that's really endeared her to Spanish fans is is that weird kind of uh, peculiar Shakira poetry, um, so to speak. And I mean, she was interested in writing poetry at an early age, so it's it's cool to see that kind of carry through to to music in her career now. Um, but I think it's worth kind of pointing out the that here's someone who's conscious of. Uh, the differences um, in her audience, realizing that like this this group will you know understand what I'm saying here, but I also need to kind of tweak things and change things because another part of my audience will kind of have like no idea what what I'm talking about, um, or won't necessarily want that kind of 
cleverness in 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 their you know in this case in in their club song i think it's kind of funny to think about how the the spanish version is a bit more um has some quirkier or more clever turns of phrase and the english version is just kind of like very straightforward like we're in a club here's what's going on and you know i want you and you know come get me like i don't want to wait i can only imagine how difficult that must be kind of straddling these two worlds, you know, like, I mean, what other pop stars, you know, have to do that, you know, like, I mean, like, uh, you know, it's not like, I don't know, Britney Spears is going out on tour throughout the world and has to sing, you know, baby one more time in a different language or, or inflect the, uh, the cultural jokes, you know, like make sure that the, you know, cause if you say, you know, uh, a certain line from a song and it's translated, sometimes things get lost in translation. That's a thing that people say all the time. And it's like, you know, with Shakira, she's, she's, she, she can't, she can't just like get away with that. She has to make sure that she's always thinking of these two distinct different audiences that she's got to, she's got to work with. And uh, that must, that, that, that gives her an enormous handicap over, you know, maybe some of her other contemporary pop stars. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very, um, it, it earns her a lot of respect, I think from, from people like me who maybe aren't, you know, I'm not exactly a pop music connoisseur. I don't really listen to most pop music. I mean, I, I, I have a bunch of pop songs that I really enjoy and I, you know, uh, find myself coming back to over and over again, but you know, I don't, you know, find myself just like popping on Taylor Swift and being like, Oh, I love this. You know, it's like, that's not really my thing. Um, but you know, I have a lot of respect for somebody like Shakira, who's like kind of trapped in like this, you know, difficult situation. And uh, with something like, this with this song why wait and uh and it's and it's spanish you know uh flip side different kind of thing like i mean that's really interesting to me and it it kind of reminds me a little bit of like rumstein who you know have the same similar problem where all their songs are in german but they 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 bring in other languages and stuff they do different recordings and they they kind of change around the meanings of terms and stuff like that to 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 make it applicable for the audience that they're doing it for uh but unlike shakira rumstein also like when they tour like they predominantly do everything in german like they don't really compromise there uh but you know when we talk about shakira compared to rumstein like shakira is obviously way way bigger than rumstein could ever be um so it's it's interesting that she's kind of stuck in this in this in this you know uh like i said like straddling these two worlds at the same time that is an amazing example that you managed <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think it's really interesting to point out, like, as you said, like, she can't kind of just get away with like, oh, I'm going to do, you know, just the the Spanish version of the song and that'll, you know, satisfy people. Um, so I, I and I think like bringing in another songwriter really says a lot about that of the, the intentionality of, OK, we're going to do the same song and might use, you know, we're, it's the same music but we're really going to have to work at doing something with the lyrics. And I mean, you really see this in the way she plays to her audiences, because if you look up a set list from a show that she plays at Madison Square Garden in New York City versus a show when she goes, um, you know, anywhere in like South America, for instance, you know, going going to Colombia and playing a show, there are two entirely different shows like yeah. there might be one or two similar ones of you know every everybody gets hips don't lie <laughs> but i mean a lot of the other songs you know she's not she's digging into the back catalog and you know obviously like the 
you know, the English speaking songs aren't as important there as opposed to, you know, you come up to America and, you know, you're Shakira and someone buys a ticket and then you do, you know, 20 songs all in Spanish. Somebody, you know, might walk away being like, well, that was what I was expecting. <laughs> just think about how much, just think about from, from a production standpoint, how difficult that must be. Like with a pop show, like, like something like Shakira would do, like everything is very calculated. Like it's not like a Bruce Springsteen show where they just come out and it's like have a set list and white lights on the stage and they just play for three hours. It's like, no, like every single move, there's costume changes and there's, you know, light shows and different props that show up and there's dancers and all this stuff it's like they do that once and then they're like all right now we're done with the american tour now we have to go to, to yeah, south america reimagine the whole reimagine thing. Yeah. the whole thing like imagine how difficult and expensive and and arduous that must be um so yeah uh, tons of respect for her like not forgetting where she came from you know like that's really cool to me is the idea of being like yeah i started here and now i'm a gazillionaire super popular person for all these english hits but i'm not going to stop doing what i originally did i'm going to keep that going like that's that's I that that earns a lot of respect from from me. One of the things that's always cool about Shakira to me is the attention paid to I mean we spent a lot of time talking about um songwriting and lyrics for for Spanish and English audiences um but another thing that I really like is just the, how much attention she pays to instrumentation um using really cool sounds a lot of Middle Eastern influences um that I mean you can hear pretty clearly in in something like Why Wait yeah, after the first chorus of of uh, of the song "Why Wait," uh, there's a electric violin part that comes in that has a very very Middle Eastern vibe to it. Uh, listen, listen to this part real quick. That kind of violin part is a really interesting thing to put into a pop song like this because that easily could have been done with like a like a synthesizer or um you know maybe a guitar solo that's playing like a much more uh what's a good way to put this western melody kind of thing uh but no but shakira's like no we're gonna put an electric violin in and it's gonna be play these middle eastern scales and it's gonna be cool you know yeah and i mean you can even hear in in some of the drums you know there's there's interest you know it sounds like congas or yeah you know it's something different where it's like it's funny because you think of you know oh i'm gonna go to the club and listen to the song the last thing you probably expect to hear is like oh there's this cool electric violin solo and then like this you know you expect just that driving beat which the song has and and keeps throughout but yeah, it, it basically um, just kind of, I, I'm assuming as they were making the, the album, they just kind of lay the foundation and then Shakira gets to kind of like spice it up with, um, you know, those sounds and, and you know, bringing in those influences into into a record that you would otherwise have probably just forgone that and been like no that's going to distract people or you know people might not like that and you know remember you know who your audience is and i mean it's funny because shakira's like no i do remember who my audience is <laughs> and that's why you know that's why i need this in there yeah and it must have been a pretty cool challenge for for um for the neptunes you know they come in and they're like okay you want us to write a neptune style track uh for 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 shakira female pop star uh cool we got this we got this synth sound we got this beat it's gonna be heavy it's gonna be sexy it's gonna be you know getting ready for people to be grooving uh you know cool what are we gonna do now and she's like oh we're gonna throw some middle eastern violin on it like 
okay, like, you know, that must have been pretty cool, I think, for for people who are already as established as the Neptunes are uh, to, like, be like, okay, cool, we're going to craft this this very interesting, different type of sound into this stuff. Um, notably, also, it's not the first time that they put violin or, or stringed instruments into a pop song like this because Toxic by Britney Spears also has uh, some 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 stringed elements to it, but uh, but definitely doesn't have, like, the same, like, Middle Eastern vibe as, as, as this one does. So I've mentioned uh, Britney Spears' Toxic a few times throughout the throughout the the episode here, and uh, that's kind of where I get my connection to this track. I love Toxic. I think Toxic is one of the pinnacle pop songs of of any era. Like I think when I think of like the the greatest pop songs I've ever heard, you know, I think of some legendary songs that are like huge in the rock world. Uh, like for example, like I Want You to Want Me by Cheap Trick, you know, like I think of like songs that like have those melodies and that sound that really just like stick with you forever. And Toxic, I put way up there. Like Toxic is such an amazing, amazing pop song. And, um, and yeah, and this song, this Shakira song, Why Wait, reminds me so much of that in good ways. You know, it's not like a retread. It's not just like, oh, we're just going to, you know, toss together another Toxic and Shakira it up. Like, this is something completely different. But it's got that same vibe to it that uh, that I just love. I love that, like, that sexy groove that these songs kind of find themselves in. And, uh, you know, it's clubby, like it's like dance club style stuff, but there's enough grit and like, I guess the, I guess there's enough honesty to it that it doesn't feel like pop trash. You know, it doesn't feel like I'm listening to it. I'm just like, this leaves a bad taste in my mouth. You know, no, this is like dirty and sexy and fun, but, and playful and, and whatever, but still a great a really well-written song with some interesting melodies some interesting sounds. And uh, it's not just something that they just like, you know, manufactured to, to put in, you know, like some pop songs I hear on the radio. I'm just like, Oh my God. Like I can, I can tell like they, they put all this into like a marketing, open up the pop writing machine. Yeah. They open up the algorithm (laughs) and they typed in like, you know, one direction or whatever. And they're like, boom, a one direction song pops out. You know, this is not that like, there's something to this that has that kind of interesting, um, aesthetic that, that elevates it above just your traditional manufactured garbage pop song and brings it to some, a a new height. And, uh, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate when people can work in that pop framework. That's very limiting, very constrained. You know, like if you hand an artist a a blank canvas and say, paint something, you know, who knows what you're going to get, right? And a good artist could make something good or, you know, whatever. But if you hand an artist something that's really restrictive and are like, you have to work within this parameter and you can only use these paints and these colors and these textures and has to look like this and has to do all these points and they can still deliver a product after that that's still visionary and good and amazing like that's that's true artistry that's where you're you're elevated above just like oh isn't my art beautiful and awesome to something where it's like no like i know so well what i'm doing that i'm able to deliver myself and my product without you know within these constraints the thing that makes this album really cool for me is i always kind of like the outlier albums or the outlier songs that people write where it's something that doesn't fit as neatly into the rest of their output as as everything else um so she wolf or shakira if you pretty much go through and listen to all her music this one is definitely one of one of the outliers um so i'm kind of just immediately sort of drawn to that and i think that's kind of an interesting thing um so i i came to to appreciate kind of both 
the Spanish-speaking Shakira and and the English-speaking Shakira. Um, my wife teaches Spanish, um, and she actually um, learned a lot of her Spanish by like listening to Shakira songs. So you know, she was telling me it's like, oh, I'd you know take a test and I'd be like trying to remember like, oh, what's the what's the word for that, or is it like masculine, feminine? And she's like, oh, I know the Shakira song, and that's how it you know is in the song. Um, so I, I I feel like I have an appreciation for. Um, you know, some of the Spanish speaking, speaking songs, even if I don't understand the lyrics or, you know, what's going on. Um, so it's, it's been cool to kind of hear that like simpler folk rock Shakira that, um, you know, didn't have a lot of these, these influence maybe was inspired by, but didn't necessarily have these influences in, in the music to begin with, um, to, you know, eventually hearing laundry service and, um, be kind of drawn into that. And then, yeah, to, to take those elements and then put them in a different context, which in, you know, the case of this is, Oh, I'm gonna make this, you know, club dance, synth album and you know what does that sound like and i I agree with you being able to like retain your identity in the midst of making something in a genre that yeah you you tangentially kind of touch at times but it's not like her thing yeah because it's like yeah yeah you make you know you're you're making dance music um so yeah it's very cool to hear how that's translated from you know more guitar drum based um you know more I, I guess we'd call it more like organic you know instruments to this more like electronic and and processed kind of sound but still you know retain that kind of authenticity that would be so easy to lose in, in a studio um or or just be horrible yeah yeah know? or like just I, sound I mean, t- yeah i can think of uh, you know a dozen artists off the top of my head that tried to differentiate themselves by going in some sort of different direction you know like being like we're you know we're a rock band but we're gonna stop doing rock and we're gonna do disco instead or whatever yeah. and then you're like wow this is horrible and then you know they move on but this is this is a success like this is the album did really well and it had some big hits and you know, and this song is great. Like, it's like, clearly she was like, I'm going to differentiate myself. I'm going to go in a different direction. And, you know, yeah. Kind of doing, kind of doing the unexpected where, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's why I like this album. And it also kind of, um, shows, I think just how kind of important it is not to pigeonhole yourself into doing kind of just one thing. Cause I think that's probably hard for artists because it's like, here's someone who, um, you know, legitimately struggled with success at, at, in the beginning at a very early age um, and didn't get so disillusioned as to be like, oh, I'm I'm too nervous to try anything else because, you know, this this has worked for the last couple albums and, and I just want to make sure that I don't, you know, mess this up. But here's someone who's like confident enough to be like, no, I'm I'm interested in trying to, to do this thing and I'm, then I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And that's how it's going to be. Um, so I, I think that's really cool to hear on this record is someone who is clearly taking, um, you know, I mean, we might say like, oh, how can it be like that big of a leap of faith it's a, for it's someone a, it's who a, it's a well, it's like, what do you risk. have to lose? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, still someone who's just like, no, I'm going to be like all in on this. And I think that's one of the things I like about this album is if you, you know, watch the the She Wolf video. Um, and there's something about the the video and about this era of Shakira that just reminds me of like, um uh, if anybody's seen the the super campy Barbarella movie, I think it's like the outfits and like the big blonde hair and everything um, just reminds me of of that film. But it, it's someone who not only uh, 
put in a lot of time and effort on this album, but crafted this whole like she wolf persona. And I mean, if you watch any of the live performances and anything, um, you know, from, from this time or her performing these songs, like they, she's like so passionate about it and it fits in so well with the rest of her canon, despite again, being this like outlier of an album. And I think it's just cool to, to kind of see that where you can like go to this concert and it's someone who's going to play, you know, all the hits that, you know, and then she's going to break out, you know, a, a song or two from this album and it still fits in so well and doesn't feel, um, like so outside the, the, her regular canon of music, um, as it might feel to like, oh, if I listen to laundry service and then put this on, it might be a stark difference. Um, but I think she's just such a great performer and songwriter and just so much fun that, uh, you know, it, it kind of just all fits in that, you know, Shakira persona, um, that obviously a ton of people like myself, you know, enjoy and identify with because, you know, she's able to, to do this stuff and make it fun and enjoyable. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Skipped on Shuffle. Be sure to visit our webpage at skippedonshuffle.com where we have a blog and links to our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also a YouTube page where we perform the songs that we discuss in these episodes. We are trying our best to keep Skipped on Shuffle a ad-free podcast. So if you are interested in helping to support that, please visit our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash skipped on shuffle. Uh, any donations that come there could go straight to keeping uh, Skipped on Shuffle a ad-free experience and go straight to paying for the various costs that are associated with running this podcast.